Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. That's somebody else's shtick, and you might just need to be a little more patient. It's lost in the mid-card. Here we are in a new era of professional wrestling, the era of punk, the summer of punk, so to speak. Uh, we are here. This is a special show, a shorter show. Um, we, uh, I got some stuff to do. Uh, I got some things to, to some places to be. So we're going to we're going to make it short and sweet this week. We're going to talk about uh, the glorious debut of CM Punk on Rampage last Friday. Uh, we'll talk about Dynamite as that just occurred uh, right uh, uh, before we started recording. And we'll talk about uh, SummerSlam and TakeOver as well. Uh, and so uh, you can uh, hey, you can hear the podcast version of this show just by searching for Lost of the Midcard. I'll look for that thing that says new feed uh, with that and uh, subscribe to that. And that way you'll, uh, you can hear the podcast version at any time. Uh, that's going to be our new feed going forward uh, that we're able to upload through. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to that new feed. And as always, we're on the YouTube as well. Make sure to give us a subscribe. Give us a little orange casty thumbs up. Give us a uh, some comments, uh, share the videos. So uh, we, we appreciate you, uh, as we try to, uh, increase our, our subscriber count on YouTube as well. Uh, the links to that are on our website, litmcpodcast.com, or you can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash lost the midcard or our Twitter page, LITMC podcast. I gotta, I gotta upload, or I gotta, I gotta fix our links there though. Uh, our uh, podcast links are outdated there, but as we switched over to a different, uh, a host for the podcast side of things, but uh, you can pretty much get your podcast anywhere. I know a pocket cast and then Spotify and, and, and iTunes are all available there. So uh, pretty much uh, anywhere you can get your podcast or of course, YouTube, uh, you can get a vessel listen. I am your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? I'm a little under the weather today. Uh, yeah. Food I ate for lunch did not agree with me and been rocking some stomach issues all night. I've been trying to lay back and try to chill out as best I can. I don't feel great, but I don't feel like I can't sit here and talk to you fine people for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, we're going we're to rock this, rock this show out as best we can. It ain't like, like JB said, it ain't going to be a super long show today, but it's a show nonetheless. And Yeah important stuff to talk about it was too important was too important to skip so oh this guy behind me uh created a stir on friday night uh rampage uh second ever rampage episode emanating from chicago the first dance uh uh everybody and their dogs saw you know the social the 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 show sold out uh without even knowing uh who was going to be there but we all knew who was going to be there it just wasn't announced who was going to be there the show kicks off and immediately a gigantic CM Punk chant, along with some static and cult of personality, cult of personality and some thunderous ovation. Holy shit. Was it loud? And then y- you thought it was loud. And then Punk arrives on stage and it just ramped up even better. Uh, if you watch BTE or maybe saw uh, the video footage on Bleacher Report as well, uh, the backstage of, of, of 
when cold of personality hit and the pop and then punk that that for me <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool uh aew also released a little bit of a behind the scenes look at uh, punk's debut as well uh some behind the scenes footage as well as uh, kind of a uh, from the uh, truck perspective as well uh, for punk's debut uh, so it's pretty cool to watch as well matt that was um uh, even before we went to commercial break, that was just a, a tremendous moment in professional wrestling, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was incredible. And I feel like I've watched it so many times. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, since, since then it was, uh, it was that those are the type of moments I look for as a wrestling fan. Um, just the emotional investment and everything that came from that. It was just, uh, it was it was magical, man. I, I don't I don't know I don't know how else to say it other than it was magical because it was. Uh, I don't think it could have been any more perfect. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was just that that crowd and mm-hmm. his reaction and you know mm-hmm. just it was it was the perfect storm of everything. Yeah, it man, it was just so crazy and thunderous and and. And when you think a, a crowd can't get louder and then he gets on stage and it gets louder, you know, and, and he sits there for a moment on his knees and takes it all in and gets back on his feet and the crowd pops again and does a stage dive into the crowd. And it was pretty nuts. Uh, uh, Frank, the clown was, uh, was at ringside there along with uh, another guy that's always at, like wwe events i, I don't know yeah, brock, brock lesnar guy brock lesnar guy Arr! yeah brock lesnar guy uh with frank the clown and uh the uh it, yeah it was crazy and uh uh they went to a commercial break a 90 second commercial break uh like uh a, a sports key to kev callum he he was in attendance he said all they did was just replay cold of personality and that was it and uh came back from break and uh punk uh again taking in just some some gigantic cheers and uh first thing he says out of his mouth you know how to make a kid feel like Britt baker in pittsburgh <laughs> but putting over the aew talent already matt i think it's, it's one of the reasons why he's there yeah yeah and he's constantly been putting over the aew talent ever since uh, he has gotten there uh in his media scrums and of course tonight on dynamite uh, his dynamite debut, putting over more talent of guys he wants to face and work with in the future. Uh, you know, we're going to get a Punk and Jungle Boy match down the line. Damn, that'll be good. Uh, fucking Punk and Ray Phoenix. Oh boy, look out, man. Uh, Punk saying that uh, they're winging this, you know. And I think even Tony Khan said it prior to uh, going live. He said, This is not going to be your traditional format of a rampage. We don't, you know, there's not going to be a format for this show. And so. They basically kind of played it by ear on on how long this would go and, and what Punk would say and and what we would do. And um, uh, Punk said, I mean, there was a sign that said it, 2,766 days. That was the last time Punk was in a professional wrestling ring. Uh, it was the 2014 Royal Rumble where he entered first, lasted over 49 minutes, um, uh, got down to the final four, then got tossed out. Um, Punk said... Uh, uh, that he has heard for seven years saying, I heard you multiple times. And Punk said, we can't cover it all here can't, uh, right now, but the good news is he's got time. 
He's got Wednesday, Friday, four Sundays or Saturdays a year. I've got time. I ain't going anywhere. And uh, the crowd popped for that. Um, you know, Punk said, uh, if any of his personal choices uh, made you feel disappointed or let down, he understands. Uh, he's talking to just anybody, uh, fans and anybody in the back, and uh, says that um, he says uh, he, he tried to understand that he was never going to get healthy physically, mentally, or spiritually, or emotionally by staying in the same place that got him sick in the first place. Of course, talking about WWE. Uh, Punk says, oh, wait, it's getting hot in here. Takes off his coat. And, oh, look, we got some CM Punk merchandise. By the way, uh, 72 hours in, broke the Bone Soldiers Bullet Club record on PWTs. That's with uh, a shop at EW going down on Friday. Uh, 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 In uh, arena sales uh, were said to have topped over 200,000, and that might be a small estimate. That might be a low estimate from what I've heard as well. Uh, Matt, you got yourself one. I did. Took yeah. me a long, took me a long time, but I finally was able to order one. For those in Chicago, you kind of got the "I was there" shirt. Uh, Punk said, uh, "Can I tell you a story?" And uh, sits down cross-legged, just like he did for the pipe bomb that drew a nice pop. And uh, Punk had mentioned that uh, uh, August thirteenth in two thousand five was his last match in Ring of Honor, and he had and had tears in his eyes. Um, it was a place where people could work, get paid, learn their craft and love professional wrestling. And he cried because he said he knew he was leaving a place he loved and, and was going uh, 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 to a place where it was not going to be easy for a guy like him. Uh, Punk said that on August 13th, 2005, he left professional wrestling. And then he stood up and said on August 20th, 2021, I'm back. I mean, that's not, it's not a false statement, Matt. August 13th, 2005, he went to sports entertainment. And WWE doesn't want to be called pro wrestling. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of, you know. The official press release, of, that's all it said. I'm back. <laughs> the official yeah, press was, release. It was, it was the Michael Jordan thing. Yep, yep, exactly. That's what he did when he returned to the Bulls. Exactly. So. Um, he uh, uh, talks about uh, there's a lot of uh, young talent that he wished he was surrounded by 10 years ago. Uh, he, there's a lot of talent there now that he wants to work with, and uh, there's a lot of scores he wants to settle in that locker room as well. I wonder what kind of any, – any, any, anybody come to mind with uh, scores he wants to settle, Matt? Anybody come to mind? Hmm? Well, you know, Cole Cabana immediately comes to mind, but you don't know where they don't know where they stand. Yeah, we do know they were both in the building tonight. Like I said, I don't think Cole was there on uh, Friday at the United Center show, yeah. but he was there tonight. Oh, or at least you would think he was there tonight. Uh, uh, I heard the Dark Order vignette. So I heard the entire roster was there Friday, or yeah, I heard the entire and roster. Why then? Why wasn't Cole Cabana used on a dark match mm. in in his hometown in the United Center? I don't know. Why didn't they use him on an on an episode of Dark? Unless that's wrong, bad. Unless that's bad information, I I'm gonna say that he was not there. Because to me, if he was there, you burn him out. You burn him out on an episode of Dark beforehand. Punk says he's back for the young guys and yells Darby Allen that drill a big pop. Of course, everybody expects that to be his first match. There's Darby Allen in the rafters with Sting, and he talks about how uh, how Darby's crazy and tough, and. Um, 
uh, does a lot of dangerous things, but there's nothing more dangerous than getting in the ring with CM Punk in Chicago and says that he'll see Darby and he'll see Sting and everybody on September 5th at All Out. I'm back. And uh, uh, music plays. Oh, wait, 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 one minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, uh, for everybody in attendance, free ice cream bars. <laughs> I love that sign tonight, Dynamite, that guy. That guy had with the ice cream bar taped on the sign. I forgot what it said, but it was pretty good. So, like, I went to the I went to AEW Rampage and no, all I got at the was, United Center. All I got was this ice cream bar or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, it was a magical, magical moment, wasn't it, man? It, it was. I, I, that's the that's the word I used earlier. I. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how else to describe it. Honestly, it was yeah. just. It was. It was a. Ma- it was a magical moment that will be. Uh, that will be remembered for a very long time. Yeah, man, it's great. It's great. Punky. It looks like he's not going to be a part timer either. It looks like he's going to be around uh, for, for the for the duration. No, he's he's definitely he's definitely not part time. Um, we get into some wrestling. Uh, the tag team eliminator private party. And Jurassic Express had a pretty good match uh, uh, with Young Buck sitting on a chair on the stage. Uh, Jurassic Express moves on there. No surprise. Uh, they will move on. Uh, Jade Cargill, Kara Hogan, pretty much a squash match. Jade Cargill staying undefeated. Uh, and then uh, John Moxley, Daniel Garcia. Uh, for a short match, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I thought Daniel Garcia got some good stuff in. Uh, with uh, but uh, in the end, Moxley ch- choking out Garcia with the bully choke, and uh, then after the match, uh, 2.0 and Garcia attacking Moxley and Kingston, Darby and Sting make the save, and uh, we call it a show. Uh, so uh, I mean, basically, it was a it, it was all about Punk, and then the rest of it was just kind of uh, you know there to fill the hour, right, Matt? Yeah, and I, I think they honestly just say go out and take all the time you need, and we'll we'll just match times accordingly. Yep. And really, only one match of the three was of any real substance, so they just they turned the other two in the in the squash matches essentially. Yep. I mean, they gave Mox and, and Garcia a little bit of time, but not much. Uh, it was like Jade five and, minutes. Well, compared to Jade and uh, yeah, yeah, and Hogan, they gave they gave it a little bit of time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Uh. And so then we head into Dynamite tonight, uh, kick things off with a pretty good match, I thought. Orange Cassidy and, and Matt Hardy, uh, pretty entertaining. Everybody, uh, Orange Cassidy doing his thing. Um, uh, Matt got uh, busted open somehow. Um, it was from the, the crossbody. Yeah. Orange took it too high and landed on his face. So I think he broke his nose. Mm-hmm. I loved when uh, Orange did the uh, Jeff Hardy senton on Matt, though. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Orange Cassidy getting the win there. Um, Malachi Black cutting a promo saying uh, he will allow Brock Anderson to walk out of the ring and uh, take the 10 count uh, or uh, or he'll get destroyed. Gee, what will happen? Hmm. Uh, Jericho comes out to announce what's next for Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho uh, challenging MGF to one more match. One more match. Uh, Jericho challenging him to one more match, and if he cannot win, Jericho will leave 
professional wrestling for AEW. Uh, he will, uh, uh, you know, stay. So in he'll AEW. never, he'll never wrestle in AEW again. He'll still commentate for AEW, but never wrestle in AEW. Uh, he couldn't get MJF out uh, at first when he called him out, but then when he said that announcement, that did bring MJF out. He uh, initially uh, declined, but then thought about it and thought about being the man to end Jericho was too much to not turn down. So he accepted uh, Jericho with a, uh, also with a shirt that said MJF three, Jera blow zero. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. Uh, didn't need this. Did not need this match at all out. Nah, like not, nah. not even a little bit. Like this is, this is like out of, out of everything that they've announced for the show, this, that, that match to me, it's just like, yeah, didn't need, did not need this at all. Not, not looking forward to it. Uh, um, if you wanted, if you wanted Jericho to get his win on MJF, you could have just had him do it last week. There yeah. was just, to me, there's, there's no reason for this rematch other than to give Jericho his win back. And I don't know if this is going to be a match that's going to be well received by the crowd. I really don't. We'll see. Uh, obviously Jericho has a Fozzie tour coming up, but look, no Wednesday dates. How about that? Pretty smart. Varsity Blondes take it on the Lucha Bros in the other half of the semifinals of the tag team eliminator tournament, uh, Bucks, the good brothers and, uh, and, uh, that stooge, the stooge out there as well. Brandon Cutler, um, also, no surprise that the Lucha Brothers defeated the Varsity Blondes here, so we get the Lucha Brothers and the Jurassic Express in the finals. Is the finals on Rampage this week, Matt? Yes. Okay. So uh, anybody who looks at the spoilers will know will know who's facing the Bucks by the end of the night. Okay. So I didn't look at the spoilers. I'm hoping the Bucks. Well, they're get... they're, ta- they're taping Rampage right now, okay. so I'm hoping the Bucks screw it up and it's a tag team triple threat inside the cage. That'd be I would cool. prefer that. It won't um, be that but, way, though. But That'd I be Jurassic. I, I, a lot of people think it's going to be the Lucha Brothers. I think it's really? Jurassic Express. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure what they're gonna. What they're. I. Gonna do. I. I still don't think there's going to be a title change at all out. I still think we're. I think Santana Ortiz win against FTR, and then, uh, I, I think they beat the Bucks at New York. I hope FTR is working. Like I hope this. Yeah. Look, I know the injury was serious, but I really hope this is a work. Like I really hope, like next week isn't like the last really, we see of FTR because, yeah. man, that that would really fucking suck. Yeah. Jamie Hader uh, with Britt Baker. I don't. I don't really get the addition of her with Britt Baker. I don't think Britt needed Jamie Hader. Is it? I uh, mean, I don't know. I guess as a heel, it doesn't hurt to have a heavy, but because they're still wanting to go heel with her, obviously. I don't know. What are your thoughts on adding her to the mix? I don't think she does anything for the group personally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the only reason she's there is to, to eventually do a split between her and Baker so they can have a feud. Uh, now. Had a, a horrible Miss Moonsault in this match, too. Uh, no surprise. I, look, I'm I'm not like Red Velvet's just there for me. Like I don't. To me, she doesn't do anything that makes me stand out. Like there's a lot of other women on this roster a lot more talented than her. Yeah. So. Uh. So uh, no surprise. Jamie Hader with the win there. Um. After the match, they beat down on Red. Uh. Chris Statlander making the save. 
obviously leading I'd to. much rather see Big Swole yeah. getting a push on Dynamite than Red Velvet, honestly. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like Swole, Swole they, was getting nice momentum, and then she had that uh, Crohn's. Injury, like, her, like, yeah, like the, with the Crohn's disease, and she's never been able to, I feel like she's never gotten her traction back. Um, well, I'm, way. I'm, and I, would, I'm, I would like to see her get another shot on Dynamite. I'm guessing this match is going to be a uh, go back the back to the line for Red Velvet here. I, I would surely hope so. Uh, we see that Dark Order is not getting along. A uh, little uh, rift between Uno and uh, and Silver and, and Alex Reynolds. Tony Schiavone out top hour two to uh, to bring out CM Punk. Uh, yet another big uh, pop for CM Punk. Uh, Punk once again listing all the young guys on the roster he would like to face, um, and then talks about Darby Allen. He uh, Punk talks about retiring the voice of the voiceless because uh, there are people in the back that listen, and uh, he now ha- and the people have a voice. So there you have it, Matt. <laughs> um, he keeps uh, he's praise he uh, puts uh, praise for Darby, saying how he's got heart. Punk says he's out to prove prove himself right that he's still got it at all out against guys like Darby Allen. Um, and of course, uh, when uh, I think it was when uh, Punk was asking if he could if he could still go or something like that, I can't remember what the question was. But then the crowd starts doing Daniel Bryan yes chant, and then Punk drops that bombshell of that uh, somebody else's stick, and you just have to be a little more patient. So I guess uh, Punk confirms that Brian Danielson's all elite, huh, Matt? Yeah, think <laughs> that that broke the internet a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean that was definitely the highlight of tonight's show. Um, so that was a good uh, a good moment with Punk again. And uh, next up, we get a promo from Miro, who uh, is calling out Eddie Kingston. I'm not sure if that's going to be an all-out match or not, but uh, damn, that'll be a good match uh, between uh, between Miro and Eddie Kingston for the uh, TNT Championship. It damn well should be an all-out match. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And then we get a <laughs> trios match between uh, Darby Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and the Wingmen. Uh, with the wingman getting the win there uh, during the match, Dar- Danny Garcia came in and uh, with a cheap shot on Darby when uh, when everybody was outside of the ring. Uh, we get a uh, a segment where Bunny's trying to get Tay Conti to join the Dark Order. She uh, declines. Uh, great little uh, great segment, uh, great video promo by FTW. Uh, uh, or great segment by Kenny Omega, uh, Don Callis, uh, and Christian. I thought that was a pretty damn good segment. Uh, um, of course, uh, Kenny Omega asking Christian, do you think you know me? That got some pops. Uh, and of course, everybody loves the Carney piece of shit line, don't we? Ain't nothing wrong with it. Nope. Uh, so I thought that was a good segment with those guys. Uh, they beat up on Christian and, uh, the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian makes the save from there. And uh, 
And uh, next up is uh, we get uh, a John Moxley cutting a promo. Uh, talks about the contract he got from Japan. And Satoshi Kojima's name is on it. Uh, the uh, He says that uh, he is insulted that this crazy old man wants to get in the ring with him in Chicago. Uh, this is the, uh, the guy that uh, teamed with Eddie Edwards not too long ago. And also they had a match together on Impact. Uh, so that should be a pretty good hard-hitting match between those guys. And uh, the uh, next match is another trios match, Gun Club. Um, I think um, Austin Gunn might have been hurt or injured for a little uh, some time. Uh, I, I know I saw on Twitter earlier today that it said that uh, uh, he was back. So I don't know if he'd been hurt for some time or whatnot. But uh, uh, Austin Colton and, and Billy taking on the factory. Uh, Big Show on commentary. Then Big Show came down and kind of did a little distraction that allowed a roll up for the gun club to get the win. Uh, Dan Lambert being an asshole because that's what Dan Lambert does best. Right, Matt? Yeah, he is. He is what he is. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, hold on. And uh, next up, we get uh, Arn Anderson interviewed. Uh, so Brock Anderson has his own locker room, huh? He's he's made the big time. I, it should have just said the Andersons or or, or something like. He's, he's, he's made it. To, I, I, I don't I don't know what type of an example it sets that. You know, Arn Anderson's son gets his own locker room backstage at AEW. It's just I, like, hey, he's at the same status as Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge my black took his head off tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh bloodied up Brock Anderson pretty good there. Um I kinda like how Brock I like Brock Anderson's interest music's kind of a little remix of his dad's old theme. I like that. Um but yeah, old Brock got a, a good shot early on, but it didn't last long and in, in, in black uh destroys uh Brock Anderson for the win. Uh afterwards, uh uh, Black gets a chair. Arn Anderson jumps into the ring, and uh, Arn says, "Be a man, put that chair down." So he does. And uh, how about Arn Anderson blocking the Black Mass? But then he got kicked in the dick. But still, pretty, pretty. Uh, I I didn't like him blocking the Black Mass. Yeah, I did. Like, dude, you're like in your fucking sixties. Like that move shouldn't be. Dude's Malachi's been there for like less than two months. And some sixty-year-old fucking block at his finish. I, yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I, I thought. See your I point. thought. I thought the finish of the show felt felt pretty flat to me yeah. because I, I figured them putting this in their slot. They were planning on something yeah. big happening, like Cody coming back, or yeah, a lot of people thought you know, Buddy maybe, Matthews. I was going to say, or maybe the debut of Buddy Matthews. So maybe got out of his ninety days early. Like I, I like for that to be in, for that to be in the closing slot. I thought we were going to get something. To me, there was a couple other choices. They could have closed with Punk. They could have closed with Cassidy and Hardy. They could have closed with uh, Varsity Blondes and uh, the Lucha Bros. Like I, I think, Bro. I think there were better. I think there were better options um, on this show to close with. I, I think, I think they made, I think they made the wrong decision with what closed the show tonight. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. that's that's not on that's not on Black, and it's not on. Brock, uh, and that's more that's more on just con 
content and uh, structure the show right tonight. And look, it happens. Like yeah. not like I said on Twitter tonight. Not not every show is going to be a home run. It was still an enjoyable show. Yeah. Like I didn't hate the show, and I didn't think it was bad by any means. But by here's the thing: by AEW standards, it was just an A show. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's what AEW has done to us. They they blow <laughs> us away yeah. so many times that. Even when you have just a good, okay show, people are like, oh, that was disappointing. Yeah. Those surprises. Where's our surprises? You know? It's yeah. Just, right. We can't have, can't, we can't have CM Punk every have week. That, you can't have that every week, no. you know? I mean, um, it'd be great if you could, but it's just, yeah. it, it's, it's not, it's not possible. I mean, that, that punk entrance is pretty, or punk, that Malachi Black entrance is pretty damn cool on a regular stage, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought the entrance was awesome. I, I thought it was really cool in, in in a stadium. Yeah, and yeah, very much enjoyed it. Uh, big shoddy Lee Johnson came out uh, at the end of the show, and 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 uh, that'll probably set up. Yeah, that match. was just like really is that that's who you sent out? Like, come the fuck on! <laughs> uh, <laughs> just come on now. What'd you What'd you think of SummerSlam? I think I gave it a, uh, uh, I think I gave it a, a solid seven, if I remember right, when I was doing the post show on Sports Kita. Maybe a five or a six. Yeah. To be honest, it would have been even lower without, without Lesnar at the end and and the surprise of, uh, and the Becky surprise, and yeah. that would have been better had they handled it better. Uh, yeah, we'll get um, to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I just the show, look. I was really looking forward to seeing it in Reigns until the end of SmackDown Friday night. And then they went ahead and fucking ruined that. Um, the show was just there. To, it wasn't... Look, we're, we're talking about shows that just that weren't up to par. Yeah. I, I just... Summer, I, I didn't think SummerSlam was up to par. Like, I, I, expected, a, I expected a lot more um from that show than what we got yeah because i mean and, they were making it like uh making it seem like this was going to be the wrestlemania yeah i mean they were they were definitely putting like a wrestlemania worthy hype train um behind SummerSlam. to me it just didn't feel like we didn't get we didn't have a stage which was really weird in a football stadium i mean i expect that when they do the baseball gimmicks but to have a football stadium and not even give us like uh like a WrestleMania type worthy stage yeah. felt really fucking weird to me. Yeah, and and like half the time the the director or Kevin Dunn probably half they couldn't figure out what camera to go to half the time. It was like like uh, yeah, they didn't, they were confused on what was going on. Uh Biggie beat uh beat uh, bum ass Baron Corbin in the kickoff show. It looks like Corbin looked like won some money in Vegas though. Um I I, I said all along they should he should have hit the jackpot in Vegas or something like that and turn his luck around but they didn't yeah, they're, uh, running guess, like a, they're running like a week-long storyline with yeah. him on twitter so yeah so i guess, I guess we'll see it'll how reach his, i guess it'll reach his conclusion and not by smackdown yeah yep 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 uh, uh we kick off with uh, uh uh tag team championships uh no surprise it was actually kind of short only seven minutes long rk bro your champions uh uh a great uh uh definitely the right call to open the show yeah and yeah because i mean everybody loves rk bro yeah uh, it was one of the highlights on raw on monday uh the celebration it's, it, rk bro is the highlight of raw every monday period period so, As, yeah so that so they got rewarded for um you know for being over as fuck you know i like i, I don't have a 
Don't have, don't have any issues with no, that. No, no, I fucking love it, man. RK Bro is tremendous. Now, if if Randy Orton rides to the ring on that scooter, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're getting that, pal. In the category of why is this on SummerSlam, uh, Alexa Bliss beat Eva Marie. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, <laughs> Charlotte, though. What are you laughing at? AJ AJ just tweeted, wasn't expecting to hear my government name tonight. April. In, in, in response to the, to the punk thing. Oh, speaking of which, I got her book in the mail today. I finally bought it. All that crazy is my superpower or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I've heard it's good. I know I've never read it, but what's I don't know. Am I following her on Twitter? What's her Twitter handle? The AJ Mendez. Oh, I am. I'm pretty sure I am. That sounded familiar after you said that. Yeah. She and literally, she just tweeted like 20 seconds ago. I wasn't expecting to hear my government name tonight. That's hilarious. Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a retweet on the, L-I-T-M-C, Paul, uh, no surprise Seamus and Damian Priest brought it I thought it was a hell of a match uh, good call to put it on Damian Priest weird call to have him feud with Bobby Lashley now I mean I'm oh all about oh my god dude I'm nervous as fuck about that I'm, I'm unless so they're, nervous unless, as fuck about that unless they're, unless they're shooting Damian Priest to the moon uh, dude, and I don't expect double champ. to be doing that unless they're making him double champ I don't know what the hell they're doing here uh, I'm all for uh, I'm all for Seamus maybe because uh, Seamus might be uh, challenging Bobby Lash. I'm all for that because Seamus has been one of the most consistent wrestlers over the last 18 months. So I'm all for him being in that world title picture with the Bobby Lashley. It'll be a good match. My, my thing is Priest has so much momentum going for him right now. Yeah, yeah, he does I not just, need I don't, to. I don't want to see it be derailed right now well, with Lashley. Like, I think look, I think they, now they I think to do Priest and Lashley at SummerSlam as that would have been one thing. Now as, that he's got a championship, keep them away from each as, other. As as Raw went on, it almost seems like they shifted it over to Sheamus and not Priest. Well, we'll as, see. I, as, they would have they would have to do a lot to get Sheamus as, ready for Lashley. They would have to do a lot of repair in the in the fans' eyes to make that work. Um Mysterios and Usos. Uh, it was a decent tag team match. Uh, Usos won. Matt got. That I one never right. want to see a Mysterio face an Uso again for <laughs> as long as I fucking live. You'll probably get I it on Friday. You'd fucking die. You'll probably. I think we would. I think we would had if the Mysterios would have won the tag titles back. You're I think free- the fact that the Usos successfully retained. Don't 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 I count your chickens yet. Don't I want count- to, JB. I swear <laughs> to God, this needs to be done. No more. Uh, don't count your chickens see, yet. I never want to see an Uso face on stereo ever again. Don't hold your breath yet. Oh, Friday's God. still coming. Split, split them in the fucking draft. Uh, I wonder who's going to be on color commentary because uh, Pat McAfee came down with COVID as announced today. So uh, Pat will be away for at least two weeks. So probably Corey Graves, my guess. Uh, uh, just a, a random segment with Rick Boog, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Pat McAfee. I don't mind. I loved it. Uh, then we got the whole Bianca uh, uh, stringing, stringing us along that they were, she was still facing Sasha. Uh, but as Dave Meltzer said, WWE knew eight days ago that Sasha was not going to wrestle at SummerSlam. Um, so then they, they uh, advertised that fucker. 
all, all the way, way up to the fact all. Bianca was in the damn ring. Yep, all the way. And then oh, they and then, and then and then they, and then they put in and, and then they replace her with Carmella. And people are like, again? And at SummerSlam and again? And at least then uh Becky Lynch came out to a, a thunderous pop. But then then it they turned it ugly. It turned ugly. Like, I guess maybe that's it turned ugly. I guess maybe that's what the WWE wanted because it turned ugly. Becky Lynch wins in 27 seconds, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship over Bianca Belair. Turned ugly of how Be- Bianca Belair was treated and uh, tossed aside after that. And um, maybe that plays right into what WWE wanted because uh, according to reports, WWE actually wanted to have Becky Lynch as a heel. And according to insanity and according to Ryan Satin on Monday night raw, when they showed her picture on the montages for SummerSlam, she was getting booed. So maybe WWE succeeded with uh, what they were getting there. Who knows? We'll find out. I don't know. Is is she going to be on SmackDown Friday? I heard she may not be back until the MSG show. No, no. Lynch and Lesnar are both going to be on Friday. There's no way they're, they're not going to, there's no way they bring them both back at SummerSlam and they don't have them on SmackDown. That would be insanity. I thought I read that she was not back until the Super so- Showdown, Super SmackDown show. That doesn't thought, make that doesn't that doesn't make a lick of sense to me. I, no, I, I, no, I don't. I I would be stunned. I would be stunned if that's what if, if that's what they choose to do. I think that would be beyond stupid. Um, and, you know, and if they do that, that that even hurts them more. Yeah. Because if you do an out of sight, out of mind with her for a couple weeks and fans get over the, the thing from SummerSlam, yep. you have more of a chance of her being cheered when she comes back. So like that's that's not fucking intelligent either. And look, and if you're put look, if she wanted to be a babyface, there was a really easy way that they could have done this and protected everybody. Dumb dumb Carmella was already out there. Becky comes out. Asks to make it a triple threat match. Bianca says, okay. They ring the bell. Freaking Becky tosses Bianca out of the ring. Hits the manhandle slam on Carmella. Yeah. And wins the championship. You protect yeah. Bianca. Yeah. You crush Carmella because she doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You get, you get the same result of what you wanted, but you protect Bianca Belair. Yeah. Which is what, what is, which is really what everybody was upset about. My theory was, my theory was Becky was not supposed to be back until October. She's well, been she out of the ring. That, that's absolutely true. She's out of the ring for 16 months. They don't want to take a chance and rush her into a lengthy match when she wasn't necessarily. She may not have they been prepared. They didn't even need to book her a match. Honestly, no. they could They could have had Bianca Flat and Carmella in the same amount of time. And then they could have brought Becky out afterwards and had the face off. And, and people it still would have been, would have been happy. the same. Yes. People would have been, still happy. would have been the same happy reaction. Yay. Becky's back. Yeah. You didn't need, you didn't need to have a work a match. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can't like sometimes this company just, they can't, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Like they really fucking can't. Uh, in a buildup that nobody really cared about turned into a match that nobody really cared about. Drew McIntyre beating Jinder Mahal in five minutes. Uh, uh, I, told then, I told you that match belonged on the kickoff. 
Uh, then this is about where the... You probably uh, would have gotten more time had it been on the kickoff. Right. This is where the pay-per-view kind of turned around. I thought the Raw Women's Triple Threat was tremendous. I Very thought it was, Very it was a really good match. Charlotte kicked ass in this one. I don't I don't think Nikki should have taken the pin here. No, no. Or the, the tap out, per se. Nope. Um, nope. They, they, they've ruined this character in... Yep. In, yeah. Oh, in they're going to have a month time. They're going to, they're going to have her tag with Rhea now. She ain't going to sniff the title picture for a long while. I bet. Or for a while, if ever. And um, if look, and if that's the plan, Rhea and Nikki is a tag team going forward. I don't hate why it. Why the fuck didn't you just let Rhea take the pinfall? Right. Or the submission. Right. Like you, you, you did so much damage to Nikki this past month. Like what the fuck? Like, a, yeah. I don't know how else to say other than, you know, what the fuck? Uh, but I mean, seriously, you should have had, I mean, you had a built in perfection right here. You have Nikki, uh, Nikki ASH win the match. You got Batman versus Joker with uh, Alexa Bliss, man. It's perfect. It's perfect. But no, we get uh, Alexa Bliss in, in Charlotte, which is, I mean, it'll be good. You know, and I like Bliss. I like Bliss a lot. So hopefully she'll win. But probably because Charlotte's title reigns still last. Of course, I was going to say, of course she will, because Charlotte doesn't hold the title for more than a month at a time. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Seth Rollins and Edge. Fucking great, wasn't it? Um, It's got to be matching the show, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, on the post show, I said 50 50 with Reigns and Cena because I thought Reigns and Cena was tremendous too. I, hate, I hated Reigns and Cena. I didn't. I thought it was I, I called I, it I called I, it kind of I thought I thought the last 5 minutes of Reigns and Cena were great. The, everything up to that were trash. I did not I did not like watching Super Cena wrestle the entire match by just trying to beat Roman Reigns as if this was a match for the 24/7 championship. Yeah, well, he, he I, knew I, did, I, I mean, he called his sh- he said he said it was going to be that way 2 weeks ago, so. But it was terrible. <laughs> Just because you say something doesn't mean you have to follow through with it. WWE never follows through with things they say. It was it, I did not like the match. I I I would put I'd put the Raw Women's Triple Threat match ahead of ahead of Reigns, Reigns and Cena. Like I said, the last 5 minutes of that match was great. But the previous 10 or so or however long that match was total didn't care for it at all. And the fact that Roman put that fucking stipulation on SmackDown ruined the entire match for me before the bell even rang. Yep. yep, yep. Because I, I totally was going into that match thinking, you know what? WWE petty as shit. I could totally see Cena winning this title, getting 17, the big middle finger to Ric Flair. And then Reigns wins the title back at Madison square garden. Exactly. As soon as Reigns says, if I if I lose, I'm leaving WWE. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. You yep. seriously just fucking did that the day before the fucking pay per view. He did. And part of part of me wants to give WWE so much. Me. Part of me wants to give WWE so much credit. I wonder if Roman went into business for himself. He said that line. I yes, I seriously wonder if they were thinking about putting the title on Cena. And Roma went into business for himself on SmackDown. He went in the back and Vince <laughs> like, what the painted, fuck, pal? He and painted, Roman's like, and Roma's he, like, what are you going to do now, bitch? He painted, cre- now, he, pa- bitch? he painted creative in a corner instead of creative doing it themselves. I, you know what? I, I, this is my first time Whoa. saying it out loud, but I've thought that since he said it on, on Friday. I wow. Wondered, I didn't even like, think about that. I didn't even I think about that. He just wouldn't because he's untouchable. Right. What are they going to do to him? They can't do shit. 
No. If you decide that he's going to fucking say that, you have to fucking alter your entire creative plans to appease Roman Reigns. Uh, That's funny. Because I've also heard that um, the Brock Lesnar thing was was a last minute. Was a last minute deal. Was it a CM Punk answer? Uh, I, I, that, that's, that's what the general idea. I heard that that Brock deal came in together in like, like the final like forty eight seventy two hours before SummerSlam. Like that was a down, a down to the wire thing. You notice they didn't even have a new shirt for Brock yet. Like that's they had new shirts ready for Becky. Well, because you know, uh, she was probably going to be at, she was probably going to appear on camera regardless. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, still they, they had shirts ready for Becky. Yeah. And they didn't have nothing like Brock come out and fucking street clothes and looking like damn, you know, he looked like a million later. bucks. He looked, a, he so, looked like a million fucking bucks is what Brock Lesnar looked like. So yeah, dude, I, like I said, I know it's the conspiracy theorist in me, but there's something in me that <laughs> That's wonders. Funny. That's if Roman funny. literally went into business for yeah, himself. I like it. Yeah. And I love just, it. Like when the back of it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do? Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do <laughs> shit. You, you can't do shit. Guess I'm retaining gonna... the title tomorrow, Vince. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You acknowledge me. I carry your fucking company, bitch. I don't care about your petty shit with Ric Flair. <laughs> if, if anything, uh, Woo! Car Shield. Uh, my god fucking car shield if any i love that i love that la Knight's on a car shield commercial as a mechanic (laughs) uh if anything uh uh, go out of your way to watch seth rollins and edge i fucking love that edge did a glam slam props to his wife beth phoenix that was awesome um just a tremendous match we knew it was going to be we knew it was going to be a a show stealer edge getting the win uh with a choke how about how about that rollins tapping out uh uh, uh, oh, uh, we got some time waster. This was pretty uh, worthless outside of the outside of uh, Xavier Woods' uh, get up was awesome, but uh, the, the Ms. Morrison dripstick 2000 thing was stupid. Uh, but Xavier Woods dressed as a uh, as a uh, as a uh, uh, Razor Ramon was fucking cool. I even said it, I go, you know, you got this Wolfpack like New Day shirt. Woods should create a, a, a Wolfpack New Day with uh you know different guys like they had the wolf pack back in the day on the nwo and you know you should have i i just threw names off the top of my head i said wood should be wood should create a, a group a wolf pack new day with ricochet and odyssey jones you know you why, stop. why not no so look the, the new day is the new day and you don't need to be adding or taking away members i just hope uh, I, hope I, Kofi, I hope Kofi is going to be okay. Yeah, what the so. hell? Yeah, no word on Kofi. Why he's look? Gonna... Look, anytime somebody, any look, any anytime that the line is they're not cleared to compete now, my mind immediately goes to I'm I'm thinking they got COVID. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Sasha had COVID. I'm assuming Kofi had COVID. Like I I don't know that for a fact, but like it, in the time and the age that we're in right now. When somebody's not cleared to compete, you your mind immediately goes there. You can't help it now. I mean, that's just you know, that's just, that's just the way the way in the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not be cleared to compete on Friday because I'm gonna be doing two nights of birthday drinking. Oh yeah, this is a birthday episode, baby. My God, pal! It's a birthday episode. This actually is uh, going live on my actual birthday, which is interesting. We're recording after Dynamite. I'm gonna go out 
and have a few pop skis after this, do a little karaoke and do the same thing tomorrow on my actual birthday. And yeah, I will, uh, I will be not cleared to compete on Friday. That's for damn sure. Uh, Happy the- birthday, you freaking jobber. What? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Bill Goldberg. I thought it was uh, good. It was a lot longer than expected. Uh, the whole kayfabe leg thing was a little disjointed I at the end. fucking hated this finish. Yeah, the finish was weird. More than I can look. I actually thought they had a decent match. Yeah, it was good. And it, and it went a lot longer than I expected them to. Yeah. And it wasn't Seven the, minutes. Three, the three minute spear fest that you nope. know that I expected. Nope. Um no, my it was God. good. The, I like the, the non finish. Like everybody's assuming that this means we're getting Goldberg and Lashley again in Saudi. Yep. And, and if that's the case, that means yeah. they gotta restructure Goldberg's deal. If that's the case or they need to take one of his matches off next year. He's only got two more matches on his deal. Yep. And there's a most supposed to be next year. So if he wrestles in Saudi yeah. in October, like I don't know if you're if you're if this is an additional like separate deal or if you're taking a match off next year or what. But or it could be like an Undertaker contract where it's a one match contract just for Saudi. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm not sure. Uh but... hopefully by Saudi, uh, Big E takes that title off of Lashley, so it's not for the title. Uh, I that do would like. Actually, that, I would actually be completely down with that if they wanted to do that way. Uh, because I, I don't. I, I don't mind Goldberg around when he's not fighting for the fucking title. Yep. I uh, I liked Gage getting uh, uh, putting a sleeper hold on Bobby. I, I I liked. I did not expect that I, at I all. I liked Gage getting his ass beat. I like that. <laughs> Child abuse. Uh, look, uh, look! Look! That fucker has shown zero interest. And being in that crowd since Goldberg's been back this run with Lashley, he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. He wishes he was on TNT watching A-Dub, and he's just like, I will watch this fucking WWE shit. And so I was happy to see Lashley be able to beat the piss out of him. Beat the piss out of him. Give him a little monkey flip into a hurt lock. <laughs> I liked it. That was I, I liked that uh, gauge involvement. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, the main event, John Cena, Roman Reigns, I thought was a, a damn good match. Um, I've already given my thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was a damn good match. I, I called it a coin flip between Edge and, and, and Rollins in this match for a match of the night. Uh, I, would Ro- say, I would say it's not even close. <laughs> and uh, Roman Reigns gets the win there. Some good near falls and everything there. And uh, Roman Reigns standing on top of Cena, getting ready to do the You Can't See Me when Brock Lesnar's music hits. And I think Brock got a bigger pop than Becky only because I think everybody, I I think everybody was expecting Becky in that spot, but nobody saw Brock coming. And woof, dude looks fucking insane shape, man. And I think there was a potential for Becky to have a bigger pop had they not immediately had they not immediately killed the crowd, killed right the mood, Brendan Al Carmella. Yeah, uh, I think I think it was hard. Like as as happy as those fans were to see Becky back, it was kind of hard to get all the way back up. Yeah, from being at the epitome of the lowest they could get yeah. by having to see fucking Carmella. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah. Look, people ate up Cena and Reigns in, in the building. So they were already hot, you know, following that match. So it's no surprise that Lesnar got the bigger pop. And Lesnar was more the genuine surprise because, yep. like I said, like that that was the last second come together deal. Yep. They they wanted people talking, yep, coming out of SummerSlam. They wanted to try to defuse some of the CM Punk momentum. 
you can argue if it worked or not. I don't think it did. I think the punk the punk train is still going and and hyping. What the yeah, fuck you, are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I'm Vince. Hearing oh. about CM Punk. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's thrilled. Uh, but, yeah, there is no countering CM Punk. Uh, there, there is literally no one. And, on the- and by and by all means, try because Brian Danielson's being added to the equation in a few weeks, possibly as early as all out. You might as well just so, write the graphic up because Phil spilled the beans tonight. That was a funny off the cuff moment tonight. That was just it. fucking, fucking love, great. Fucking loved it. Oh my! I, I, I wonder. Oh. If Tony, I wonder if Tony was a bit hurt. I wonder if Tony was a bit hurt. Punk's, Punk's untouchable. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, of course. I know he's untouchable, but still, I wonder if Tony's like, when he, Punk came back to Tony, he's like, Punk, what are you doing? It's another worst. It's another worst kept secret. Come on. Tony's I, I, all about would, the worst kept secret. I would not be surprised if he comes, if he if he returns it all out instead of Arthur Ashe. I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they, they, they need move, to, they move it up. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to have Punk and Brian wrestling in matches at Arthur Ashe. So you bring Brian in yeah, all out. Makes sense. Yeah. And you have both Punk and Brian wrestling separate matches on the card. Yeah. On Dynamite on Arthur Ashe and just load that fucking show. Yep. Uh, 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 oh, maybe bring Adam Cole in there too, baby. Uh,. Latest on Adam Cole. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna find more about that real damn soon. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not doing any headlines tonight because I got to get out of here like yesterday. But um, we're not doing any headlines. But uh, Adam Cole's contract expires Friday. Yeah. Uh, some more to come. Uh, and of course, there's no non-compete because his contract expired, so he's free to go on Saturday. He could wrestle for NWA on Sunday if you want to. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine Adam Cole showing up at NWA '73? Right. Please don't do that, Adam Cole. Please don't do that, baby. Uh, NXT TakeOver was tremendous, I thought. Uh, very, uh, very good show. And if it was the last of its kind that we ever get. In, end of an they, era? They, they went out with a bang. End of an era? Just like uh, Undertaker and, and Triple H, end of an era? Uh, LA Knight, Cameron. To the moon! Uh, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes was tremendous. I loved uh, DBS's really involvement. fucking pissed what they did with that on Tuesday. I did not watch NXT yet, so. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll I'll refrain. We'll talk about it. We'll tell. We can talk about it later. Yeah, I. I Let me uh, just say, wasn't fucking happy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've not watched NXT yet, so. Uh, you didn't miss, you didn't miss much, to be fair. NXT what, was very NXT was very missable on Tuesday. That's what I Dynamite heard. was a better show. I was just yeah. doing that. Uh, and uh, and Zoom popped up with a bubble saying, "Are you playing music?" Yeah, that, that was some music right there. Uh, uh, uh. That was that, that was, was special. Yeah. Uh, so Cameron Grimes gets the win, wins the million dollar belt. Ted DiBiase uh, celebrating with him. That was fun. A good match. A great opener. Great choice for the opener. Dummy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to open that match, uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I thought was pretty good too. Um, uh, Jesus, Dakota Kai was like a lawn dart for uh, for Raquel Gonzalez all throughout that match, wasn't she? Oh, she got she got yeeted a few times, as the kids would say. Oh, she's so freaking tiny. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but that was a good match too. I liked it. Uh, uh, Raquel retaining. 
Um, Dakota with some very pink hair. Holy crap. Uh, but that was a tremendous match, I thought, uh, with those two girls. Uh, then we got uh, oh, fucking a probably match of the year, if not match of the I mean, definitely match of the night, but got Walter and Dragonoff, man. Man, 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 that 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 uh, that's going to be hard to top for match of the year in NXT, isn't it? I I would I would certainly say so. I think it's going to be hard for many companies to uh to top to top that match. That so. was I mean to top October's match, but to be fair, October's match was so fucking long. It was over forty minutes. Um. So you shave time off, you refine it, and still make it better. And that's kind of what they did at TakeOver. And, God, Dragunov's offense is just like, I don't give a fuck, you know? He just fucking launches you. And 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 props to Walter because he sells it so good. He's so much bigger, but he'll sell a suplex, uh, a DDT. He'll sell all of his offense like like Dragunov's uh, equal size to Walter. And, uh, God, it was just a fucking... Got some of those slaps, man. I don't think I've heard a sound like that in my life. Uh, they, they were insane. Um, and then on top of that, fucking Walter tapping out. Did you see that coming? I, I did not. That was definitely shocking. Fucking, fucking dragging off. Literally just grab, like literally grabs Walter by the neck into a sleeper uh, to reapply the sleeper hold. And Walter tapped out after 22 minutes, and whew, that was that was the best match you saw all weekend, right there, and might be the best match of the year. Uh, Ilya Dragunov, your new NXT you can, United Kingdom champion, uh, fucking tremendous. That was that was that was good. Uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly had to follow it, and uh, I, I I say they they did the best they could, Matt. I, I thought it was uh, uh, I thought it was well done. That you know I thought it was still a damn good match. Uh, uh, with w- uh, what they did, uh, uh, obviously the first fall was so damn short, but the street fight in the cage match is what it was all about. Uh, I thought they did pretty good following up with the uh, with the greatest match of the night, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I, like, look, that that's a really hard match to follow up on, and I, I felt like they, you know, they did they did the best they could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't catch this until the replay, but I was like. It was kind of genius, you know. Adam Cole handcuffs Kyle O'Reilly, so then Kyle O'Reilly uses that to his advantage as leverage on that heel hook and and making Adam Cole tap out. That was kind of cool. And then your main event of the, uh, the night, uh, Samoa Joe carrying Cross was probably the worst. Might have been the worst match of the of the night. Maybe it was still a good match because that's how good Takeover was. Uh, it, um, but. I don't. I wouldn't put it. Uh, I would. I wouldn't put it above the women or Grimes and Knight. Would you? No. But it was a great moment to see Joe be the first three-time NXT champion, wasn't it? Oh yeah. No, I'm not, no, I'm not arguing that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ha- the match went exactly how I wanted it to go. I fucking yeah. wanted. Uh... I, I was. I, I was figuring he'd make Cross go to sleep instead. He won with a muscle buster. Even better, brought out a classic. Very, yeah, I'm very happy to see the muscle buster back. Yeah. Brought out a very, classic. Very, very happy. Brought out a classic. Uh, so Joe wins first ever NXT three-time champion. 
uh, some pyro goes off. The, the logo comes up. I was waiting for something to happen after the logo, but nothing happened after the logo. But it was a damn good takeover, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I, th- I thought the takeover was very, very good. Well, uh, that's going to do it for Lost in Midcar. Like I said, a short show. Uh, we're just going to cover the the pay per view and, of course, uh, the big uh, the big Punk debut and uh, on both Rampage and as debut on Dynamite tonight as well. Uh, what are your uh, final thoughts on uh, on the whole uh, the whole shebang of everything here in the past uh, past week, Matt? CM Punk stole stole the week, man. He did. He did. And he's the best in the world for a reason. He moves the needle, Roman. Uh, he moves the needle. Uh, uh, Rampage had a, a a nice showing in the in the uh, viewership, uh, and uh, Punk's segment uh, in particular a very nice showing a, for a, a late Friday night primetime viewing slot. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Dynamite does in the viewership uh, uh, with uh, Punk's debut here. But uh, we'll we'll talk about all that much more next week. But for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Mid Card. We'll catch you next time.